Israel is a land of diverse cultures, religions, foods, music and people. Join Benji Shulman for the next hour as he explores the devout and divine, the off the wall and outrageous and everything in between. Right here on 101.9 High FM. You're listening to 101.9 Hi FM, I'm Benji Shulman and this is the New Blue Review and what you were listening to there were the sultry sounds of Ed Hood Banai. I feel like I haven't been behind this microphone for ages. Uh, all the chagim that we've been having means that uh, we just weren't open as a station on Mondays, which is when my show was, so... Uh, we just haven't been here, so it was a good break, and uh, it was very nice, and I hope everyone had a good time. But it is also good to be back with you and uh, chatting once again on a Monday morning, all things cultural and current affairs. And we have a great show lined up for you today, talking about all sorts of different issues that are bouncing around. And I'm going to be excited to also have your input on them. Uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about the whole uh, power issue um, and just the fact that uh, this is yesterday was the commemoration of uh, the Poway shooting. Oh, not Poway, excuse me, Pittsburgh. Um, Poway was also shooting. No, Pittsburgh, the Pittsburgh shooting. Uh, and the fact that that was one year ago. Um, talking about Daniel the musical. Uh, you would have heard that uh, going around, but some sad news coming uh, out of that production. So I want to talk about that as well. Uh, we're going to be talking about 20 years of Mashav in South Africa and also the Jewish Board of Deputies conference that's coming up and uh, things about American jury, which I'm interested in your perspective on. So it's going to be looking at a variety of different issues on the show today. I think it's going to be exciting, going to be interesting, and it's going to be great if we can get some of your input. So if you would like to let us know what you think on a variety of topics we're going to be talking about, please, 34519, that is the SMS line, and uh, you will be able to uh, be part of the interaction, which is always uh, great. So please do let us know, and um, we'll be very happy to take all of your comments and insights. Having said that, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, uh, we'll be talking about the Tree of Life. This is the New Blue Review with Benji Shulman. New Blue Review with me, Benji Shulman, on 101.9 Chai FM. Thanks so much for being with us today. So I did want to start on a bit of a somber note, uh, talking about some of the things that have been happening that are less nice in our world. And in particular, I wanted to start with a note on the the shooting at the synagogue, the Tree of Life synagogue in Pittsburgh. That was a year ago today on the secular calendar. And, uh, you know, it's one of the worst, if not the worst, violent incidents against Jews uh, in the history of America. So it really was a very serious uh, issue. And, you know, I have friends and colleagues that uh, work in Pittsburgh in the local Jewish community. And the amount of trauma that that has caused that community is incalculable. I mean, this guy who I knew, uh, no, he, he actually... Uh, you know, he nearly, he nearly left his job. That's how, that's how crazy it was. Uh, I mean, he seems to have hung on, but, uh, but he nearly moved out of the town. So, uh, it is quite a, a, a traumatic thing. And I saw something very poignant, uh, that I, I wanted to share on the show today. Because often with, the, with this particular issue and with the politics that are in America at the moment, a lot of the focus goes on 
you know, the issues of hate crime, which are obviously important, the issue of the far right, which has come up uh, recently in America uh, again, uh, even though it was considered to be a spent force, uh, the issue of shootings in general in America, gun control, Trump, uh, all of these different things, uh, security and shuls. But there was a, uh article written to commemorate uh, the Tree of Life tragedy where they just spoke a little bit about uh, some of the people that actually were at the shul and were actually killed on that day. And I just thought it was really good uh, of the people to, to actually focus on that a little bit because they were the ultimate victims. And so if you are uh, interested, I would encourage you to go look on a site called Jewish E-Philanthropy, Jewish E-Philanthropy, uh, which is a sort of internal Jewish communication site, mostly frequented by people who work for Jewish NGOs and that sort of thing. But uh, one of the people who are in the town wrote this this article, and it's about one of the people who were killed in in the synagogue on that day. And he was a, a special needs uh, guy, uh, and, and he was very involved with the shul and with the community in general. And uh, the, I think the lady in question who, who wrote this article says that, you know, he – because he was a special needs person, he was uh, a little bit scared of dogs, for example. And she cites this uh, thing where she would go out every day and she would often see him walking around uh, and, and and she would have a dog and, and there would be a sort of an interaction. And, and he would talk to the dog and, and she would always have to, like, talk him down. But although he was scared of dogs, he wasn't scared of humans. And basically he was a very involved part of the community. And particularly he was part of the synagogue where he was the official greeter. And so if you came into the synagogue at any time, uh, you might very well find uh, that he was there. He used to hand out kippot and talesim uh, or, or cards for, for reading prayers or whatever. And so he was always the first person who would uh, greet people at the synagogue. And she says because of this and because he was so well known in the community, uh, she knew even before the death count had been released and who had died, she knew that he must have been one of the first people killed because he was also the most likely to have been the first person to actually uh, greet the shooter because uh, the guy came into the shul uh, and then, you know, shot basically who, whoever he could find initially. And then, you know, the congregation ran to the back, etc. cetera. Uh, but he would have been one of the first people uh, to have been shot by, by the assailant. So, uh, basically, uh, this, this article was about him and about the work that he did for this community, not just in the shul, but in many others. And I just thought, uh, in a time when people are very likely to be fighting about all sorts of aspects of this issue, because it does invite a certain amount of disunity, uh, this was just the story of one young man, uh, who was a big part of his community and who basically died for his community. Uh, because he was in the wrong place at the wrong time when it came to the shooter. And so um, it was just a really well done, poignant uh, article, and I would encourage you to uh, to read it if you have the opportunity. Uh, it's on Jewish e-philanthropy, and you can see it under the, the section that they have looking at the Pittsburgh massacre. We're going to take a short break. We'll be back just after this. This is the New Blue Review with Benji Shulman. You're back with 101.9 High FM. I am Benji Shulman, and this is the new Blue Review. Now, 
I see that uh, there is a big uh, conference coming up on the Jewish Board of Deputies in the next couple of weeks. And I just thought it was very interesting because often with the Board of Deputies, their conferences are focused on big political issues uh, or um, – you know, focused on other aspects of what's going on with anti-Semitism, because that's obviously something that they do a lot of work on, or, uh, you know, I, I remember one on economics. And uh, this year they decided to do something different. Um, they, they're focusing on a completely different aspect of, of what is going on, because I think that people in the community have a sense that, uh, uh, that, you know, we, we, there's some challenges going on uh, in in the community just in general. There's a lot of uh, issues that are facing the community from education to uh, financial issues um, to, I guess, you know, the political instability uh, in in the country at the moment. And so uh, they they've done a slightly different uh, take this time around. Uh, and and are actually doing a conference which is kind of more based on local issues, uh, things that are uh, you know affecting just the community in in general. The the name of the of of the what would you call it, of of the conference this year is unpacking reality. It's going to be on the tenth of November. And it's got all sorts of people who are coming who maybe you wouldn't normally expect to see. So uh, Judge Unterhalter is talking uh, on the legal aspects. Uh, the, the Vice Chancellor of uh, Witz, uh, Adam Habib, he's going to be uh, speaking. We've got uh, Robbie Brosen from Nando's. He's talking uh, on chickens, unsurprisingly. Uh, but I'm assuming that there's going to be some economic aspects there. And I just thought it was really interesting to see uh, this kind of take being taken on the on the conference and and something I would definitely encourage people to go have a look at uh, but i 'm also interested to know from you what you think should be the issues that the community is talking about and if we 're going to have people coming together talking about various issues uh, engaging with all of these very high profile people, uh, what are the kinds of things <clears throat> that uh, that we should be talking about uh, what are you know what are they is it is it the schools is it uh, money in the community is it uh what's going on in university campuses is it uh, the political situation is it tikkun olam issues uh i don't know i i'm just interested f- to hear from you as the listeners what are some of the things that are concerning you and you would like to see discussed at the upcoming conference so let us know 34519 that is your sms line you can also whatsapp us on 061-895-1019 not whatsapp excuse me telegram us on 061-895-1019 34519 is sms telegram 061-895-1019 and uh, you know we'll be happy to take your views uh from the jews because that is uh, something that uh, we would definitely like to do and uh, that is it I mean if you do want to go the South African Jewish Board of Deputies National Conference takes place the 10th of November at the Houghton Hotel from 4pm Distinguished panel consisting of Dr. Rul Korza, Robbie Brosen Professor Adam Habib, Mary Klug Judge David Unterhalter and is going to be focusing on the theme South Africa Unpacking Reality. Uh, there will also be an award that will be presented to those who have contributed to our community with a special tribute to Johnny Clegg. RSVPs are essential via the SAJBD website and you can check it out www.sajbd.org stroke.
events. So that's uh, what is coming up over there. And uh, I think really uh, just, yeah, go ahead, book. Uh, I don't know how much space there is. It's probably going to be very well attended. So uh, definitely go be a part of that. Now, moving on from that, um, some sad news over just before Shabbat over the weekend. Uh, is that Andile Gumbi uh, has died. Now, uh, if you don't know Andile, uh, he was a local actor who uh, was in a variety of different performances. He was a local television actor in a, t- in a series called Isibaya. Uh, he was also acting in The Lion King and all sorts of stuff. And recently he went to Jerusalem with a massive cast, uh, a huge, it was a, like a, a large number of people, because he was one of the lead actors in something called Daniel the Musical. Now, uh, from what I've gathered from the various press statements and the various publicity that they've been putting out on this particular issue is that uh, this this was a play, and it was a musical, Daniel obviously being uh, one of the prophets, uh, and there's the very famous writing on the wall from that story, and he being cast into the lion's den. And so uh, a group of South African actors got together and decided that they were going to make a musical out of uh, what happened to Daniel the prophet. And they decided that because of the biblical connection, uh, obviously, to the story, they were going to launch it in Jerusalem. And apparently uh, it was quite a big thing to do. The, the theater itself had actually been undergoing renovations, and no one was really sure uh, if they would be able to do it in time. But nonetheless, they managed to slip off all of these actors uh, to uh, Jerusalem. And a number of South Africans that I've seen uh, in in Israel went to see went to see the show and all round had very good reviews. One of the clever things which they seem to have done was actually um, was was actually they sort of Africanized it. So although it was the story of uh, Daniel and the Lion's Den, the the characters in the show was were, were sort of uh, you know they had traditional African dress on and and whatever. From what I can tell, I haven't been able to obviously watch the show myself, uh, but it seems to have gone quite well. And uh, a lot of South Africans were enjoying it. A lot of Israelis were enjoying it. And I think it was a really cogent response to the issue of BDS in this country because it had a lot of actors there, quite famous ones, uh, including Andili Gumbi, who really is nationally known uh, in the country. Uh, and uh, and it was the right way to show that South Africans are happy to perform in Israel because often uh, the big problem is that uh, people are too afraid to go and they don't know what will happen and they're going to get attacked on social media. But the truth is this thing went to Israel and it was no problem. And uh, these are not, not Jews. They're Christian Zionists who, who at least the director seems to be, uh, who was very uh, in support of, of this play. And he, and he understood that this is the way to combat this sort of thing is to take people to see it for themselves. And uh, so everything was going well until uh, Andila had a terrible heart attack at the age of 36 which is, you know, very young, obviously, for a heart attack uh, and quite scary. And uh, and he was then taken care of in Sharet Sedek Hospital. They flew his wife out. Uh, and actually, they had noted that uh, he got excellent medical care in the hospital, uh, which is, is very good to see. And uh, unfortunately, though, he wasn't able to be saved. And he ended up uh, dying whilst in Israel, which uh, I think is uh, very sad for... For the, the 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 play, uh, which because they had done this amazing new effort to bring South Africans there, and obviously very sad 
uh, for his colleagues and his family uh, who were with him. And so I just wanted to take the opportunity to uh, pay my condolences on air and uh, to the cast and crew and his family and say, you know, thank you for uh, bringing this age-old classic to the stage and from what I understand, uh, doing an amazing job with it. And, uh, you know, we, we hope that uh, his family... Uh, is consult. So uh, I just thought it was a sad story, but nonetheless an important one and one that our community should be acknowledging. We're going to take a short break, take a little bit of music, and we'll be back just after that. This is the New Blue Review with Benji Shulman. Tisa 5325, Flight 5325 by Moshe Peretz on 101.9. Kai great song. On a Monday morning. And uh, by the way, if you want to be part of the show, please let us know. 34519, that's your SMS line. Or you can WhatsApp. I keep saying the WhatsApp. It's really bad. Uh, I need to um, not say WhatsApp. I need to say Telegram because that is the official uh, medium of communication. It's 061-895-1019. 061-895-1019. If you would like to Telegram us, that would be great. We would love to have you. Now, I wanted to uh, um, I wanted to ask you something else. Uh, get a sense from you how true you think this is for South African Jews. Uh, there is a guy. His name is Stephen Wundmuller. Wundmuller. Uh, you can look him up. He's a professor in in America, and uh, he works. He works on English, actually, and film studies is one of his things, but he's also very involved with uh, studying the Jewish community there and understanding <clears throat> what's going on and, uh, you know, just uh, getting a sense of America and uh, I think important given the discussion that we had earlier about uh, Pittsburgh, etc. cetera. Uh, and so he's done 10 things that he thinks are true about American Jewry, and I'd be really interested uh, in what your thoughts are about whether this is true for South African Jewry or to the extent to which it's true or where, whether it is different. So um, let's see uh, what you think. So number one, if you are a Jewish voter in America, according to Stephen Windmuller, uh, number one, anti-Semitism is front and center today as a primary concern among a significant number of Jewish voters. Okay, so that's number one. Number two, Jews are disproportionately engaged in the political process as activists, participants, and candidates. Number three, Jews vote, but not in the same numbers as they did a generation ago. Number four, closet voters, Jews who are likely to support President Trump, but are unwilling, but are unwilling to publicly acknowledge their vote. So, uh, people who are Trump supporters. Uh, number, number five, the Holocaust remains a powerful and central expression of Jewish identity and connection. Uh, number six, despite policy dis- disagreements, Jews remain overwhelmingly pro-Israel. Number seven, Jews take great pride in identifying as Jewish. Number eight, Jewish voters receive their news from a variety of sources. Social media has become a particularly important resource amongst younger voters. Um, uh, Jews are donors to political causes and campaigns. Number nine, although Jews identify themselves as white, there are increasingly numbers who identify as Asian, Black, Latino, Middle Eastern, and other. And number ten, Jews are overwhelmingly uh, Democrats and liberal voters. So, I'd be very interested, out of these, what do you think, uh, first of all, do you think it's true? Do you think that what Stephen Winmuller is saying here is correct about American jury? I mean, I don't know that much about Americans. I'm not an American. Uh, but still, you know, they, I think that there is something to this. Uh, but what do you think there are 
parallels, if any, for South African Jews? Is there anything out there that uh, we should be thinking about uh, in terms of our American cousins that uh, would be different or not the same? Uh, I don't know. It's interesting just seeing what people are, are talking about here. I mean, I don't know that, for example, how connected the community is into the voting process. I mean, there's definitely people who are active, but given our small numbers, you know, it was never going to be as big as uh, the American Jewish uh, community. Also, I wonder how much the Holocaust is still a, a crucial connection. I mean, it obviously is a huge part of the community, but versus other things in the South African Jewish community, say religious identity, Zionism, uh, I'd, and I'd be interested to see if that was different compared with Americans. Um, and also, I just wonder, you know, sometimes... Uh, you sit around tables, Shabbat tables, and I think South African Jews are much perhaps more happy to voice if they're, they're not closet about their support for Trump. If you're a Trump supporter and, and you're Jewish in South Africa, I think often you're quite happy to say it, mostly because in South Africa it doesn't matter, you know, who cares about Trump. So I suppose in America it might hold some, uh, particular resonance. <laughs> you might lose friends or whatever. Uh, you know, it's, there's no, obviously no cost to supporting Trump in South Africa if you, if you're into that. Uh, so those are just my views, uh, but I'd be interested in yours, SMS us 34519, or you can telegram us on 0618951019. This is the new blue review with Benji Schulman. 101.9 Chaif, and welcome back to the show. Good to be with you now. That's what I, change tack slightly, uh, talk about something a bit different, uh, and uh, interested in your views. I saw a cartoon by Zapiro, uh, which for once is actually fair. You know, obviously Zapiro has his own political biases, and uh, because of the work that he did uh, with uh, in the struggle and whatever, he, he often, I think, takes a particular bias. But there's no, there's uh, particularly on the, obviously on Israel, but uh, in general, I think, as well. But... There's no, there's no doubting the man's genius, the ability to draw and come up with conceptual uh, issues that convey a particular idea and, um, and also, you know, that are just kind of quite witty. I think you, there's very few cartoonists in the world that probably can compete with him. Uh, and, and he's done a good one, uh, today, credit where it's due. Uh, it's got th- three planes, uh, and it says uh, SAA technical Planes grounded, or carriers grounded, something like that. Uh, and then it's got a, a plane with the ANC, uh, and you've got all the parts on the floor, and the parts uh, have to do with ESCOM, and to do with corruption, and to do with state capture, and that's like pouring out of the plane. And then next to it, they've got a plane with the EFF, and there you've got all the parts on the floor, and you've got VBS, or, or all the parts. And then you've got the DA plane, and that's, of course, also on the floor. Uh, and they've got a leadership crisis there connected to the plane. Um, which I thought was kind of funny, uh, and, 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 and quite well done, even, even if the problems of, uh, the DA are considerably less than any of the other planes, but whatever, be that as it may. But it does raise this quite interesting question, you know, uh, we have all of these issues with state capture, uh, things like ESCOM not running, we have huge water crises. I'm aware, I don't know if you read the newspaper this, this weekend, but, uh, this water crisis in the Eastern Cape is absolutely horrendous in places like Sutherland uh, and places like Craddock and Hrafranet. They literally, literally have no money. And, uh, you know, there are groups like Kadena that are trying to get uh, filters out there for people so that they can at least drink something. Uh, but it, it really is a national crisis, and it's got to do with the fact that uh, work has not been properly done on maintenance as well as the various droughts 
uh, etc. So there's that SOE that's not functioning. And like all of them are not functioning. Uh, and, and SAA especially has been sort of problematic. Um, and so I'm kind of interested in the view of like, do you feel safe, right? Because if you have all these SOEs and they're not sort of functioning and we know that SAA is having these huge issues and all of a sudden the civil aviation authority is pulling 40 planes out of the air uh, and checking them for malfunctioning parts. What does that say? Like, what is that all about? I think it's quite a, a sort of a shocking uh, state of affairs. And although they seem to have got it under control, I mean, uh, the planes were taken out. It caused a lot of delays. Uh, and um, eventually uh, they were put back in the air and they, and they weren't, you know, it wasn't an issue. Uh, I see that uh, compliance and risk officer, Vuzi Koli, who apparently uh, works for SAA, said that they had to worry about Particularly about, um, um, particularly about parts with the mafia. The mafia was stealing parts out of planes, uh, and that they were trying to work on it. It doesn't feel like we're being given the full story. Now, thank goodness we haven't really had a crash, and we haven't had any crash actually of any planes uh, connected to SAA or any of the other carriers in South Africa at all. Uh, and yet, it does rather make you wonder what in the world is going on uh, that uh, you have to pull all of these planes out as a precautionary measure. Uh, so I do hope whoever is supposed to be doing their job in the Department of Transport is, is looking into this uh, and that the companies are checking to make sure because there are a few uh, SOEs that you really can't live without. The one is the safety department in planes, the other one is ESCOM, uh, and the other one is the, the water. You know, uh, if if NURSA is not really doing its job, well, <laughs> we, we, we'll make a plan. Uh, but those ones are kind of mission critical, so uh, I do hope uh, that they are able to get their act together on that um, and 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 fix those planes because that is not something that we want to happen have happen to anyone. Take a short break. We're back after this. This is the new Blue Review with Benji Shulman. 101.9 Chai FM. Now, just to finish off a, a sweet story I saw in the Israeli embassy newsletter, uh, Tuscany Nestor Beloy attended a mashab course, which, of course, a mashab is the Israeli uh, training authority for international affairs. Uh, and 20 years ago, she est- uh, attended a woman in neighborhood re- rehabilitation in the urban formal sector, uh, whatever that means. Uh, and she was working as an agricultural skills facilitator in the rural space and because of this course uh, for the next 20 years she's been uh, training people uh, women and youth in farming and how to uh, implement urban farming for their own businesses and I just really think it's a fantastic example of what happens when you bring people to Israel and show them what's going on and it's by the way why uh, I've been very happy to see the support that's been happening uh, with these two students from Cape Town uh, who uh, who they, the Sinus Federation has been raising money for, uh, to send them to Weizmann, Weizmann Institute in, in Israel, which is a, obviously a highly scientific institute, uh, and something which, uh, is, would be great for these students from UCT. Uh, it'll benefit the students, it'll undercut the BDS, and I think it'll be great for Weizmann as well, because they have a great Africa program there. So, uh, if you haven't donated to that, definitely do so. Uh, check out the SA Zionist Federation page. Uh, and uh, go have a look there uh, at the money that they're raising to send to uh, young scientists to to Israel. That brings us to the end of the show for today. Thank you so much for being with us. 
Thank you so much to Mandy for doing the production. Craig, who pushes all the big red buttons. Uh, in fact, in the studio, we've now, we've now, um, nicknamed the studio, uh, Craig Sapush, because that's what he likes to do with all of the buttons. Uh, and Vuzi, who's doing all of the sounds. And thank you, of course, to you listeners for listening. We'll be back next week. See you then.